Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we're going to be chatting about longevity. And I am throwing it all the way back to my conversation with Annette Larkins, also known as the Ageless Woman. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys a few simple tips that can help you lead a longer, healthier life. And later, you'll hear my conversation with Annette Larkins, who has been raw vegan for over 30 years and attributes her youthfulness to her diet and lifestyle choices. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show today from all over the world. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe, rate the show, go on and give us some stars, and don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Okay, y'all, before I get into the tips that we're going to cover today, I just want to take a moment to talk about legendary actor, the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, passing at the age of 43 to late stage colon cancer. Now we're talking about longevity, and this was a brilliant man that really should have had the chance to live well into his golden years and contribute so much more art. The first thing I want to say is that I'm sending prayers and condolences to his family, those closest to him who had to witness the struggle. I can't even imagine the kind of pain they've had to go through. I posted about this, but this news hit especially hard and also led me to ask a lot of questions. I don't know if you all know this, but colon cancer can be completely avoided and can be improved when one adopts a plant-based diet. Unfortunately, as one of one of my colleagues who was on this show posted, Dr. Milton Mills, he posted about how African Americans tend to get earlier and ag- more aggressive forms of colon cancer. My last colon cancer patient was an older African American man, and he had actually started to waste away. He was losing weight pretty rapidly, and so I came up with a nutrient dense diet plan for him to follow, which had worked a bunch of times with other patients. And his doctor had the nerve to instruct him to consume ice cream daily in order to gain weight. His doctor also told him to ignore my recommendation that that he stop eating processed meats like bacon, sausage. He literally crossed it out and initialed it and sent it back to me. (laughs) I supported my recommendations with data that I pulled from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and other research. Here's some of it. The World Health Organization has determined that processed meat is a major contributor to colorectal cancer, classifying it as carcinogenic to humans. Just one hot dog or a few strips of bacon consumed daily increases cancer risk by 18%. The World Cancer Research Fund and the American Institute for Cancer Research have also found the evidence on processed meat and cancer is clear cut. Colorectal cancer rates are on the rise in young people, so adults born around 1990 have now twice the risk of colon cancer, four times the risk of rectal cancer compared to adults born around 1950. And this was according to a study that was published by the National Cancer Institute. American Cancer Society guidelines now recommend that screening begins at age 45. 
And the guidelines attribute rising rates of these cancers to diets high in processed meat, low in fruits, vegetables, and other dietary fiber as risk factors. To reduce your risk, you need to focus on fruits, vegetables, grains, and legumes, which are high in fiber and other protective nutrients. And eating just three servings of whole grains per day can reduce colorectal cancer risk by 17%. Now, I am not sure what kind of rock that doctor I was dealing with was living under, but he rejected recommendations that were supported with research formed by major world health organizations. And this is the kind of misinformation, and I will say negligence, that goes on in the medical community that drives me crazy. I I really, really hope and pray that Chadwick was actually given sound advice in that four years that he was battling cancer, but I guess we will never know. All we can do now is learn from this. And I pray that a lot of people really start to think about what you put in your mouth daily, people, matters. There's a lot that we can do to avoid getting these diseases of our forefathers and avoid getting some of these diseases that are coming because of the processed food we're consuming or the processed meats we're consuming. And it's really, really time for health professionals, especially doctors, to be held to a higher standard. And that's all I have to say about that, y'all, because I could rant, okay? I could rant. But yeah, it, it was a sad weekend. All right, let's get into, let's get into more longevity tips, y'all. We're constantly bombarded with messages that tell us to live for the moment and leave caution to the wind. We have to die anyway, right? Yellow. <laughs> True. But if you want to live a life that is disease and pain-free, well, you got to do some things proactively to ensure that happens. So longevity is really about living the best quality life while we have it. In our last show uh, with Bernardo Lapayo, At the time, he was 109 years old when I interviewed him, lived to 114. We talked about some tips that can add quality years to your lifespan. And today, I'm just going to add a few more things to that list. First one is don't take work home. According to research from John Hopkins University, stressed people are 20 times more likely to develop heart disease. Prolonged tension also depletes the immune system. It robs the body of the antioxidant stores, which helps to slow the aging process. Reducing stress with meditation, exercise, and other relaxation techniques can make your real age, if not 10 to 15, 17 years younger. Another thing we can do is eat less red meat. If we follow the the lead of our last guest, who was also a raw vegan, there's a lot of people who are experiencing youthfulness and vitality in their 70s all the way to their 100s. And it's obviously there's something about the plant-based diet. It's also about just cutting down meat consumption. I do believe that Bernardo mentioned that if he did consume meat, he was consuming it as a treat and it might be once a month. Um, Some of us consume meat at every single meal. So it may not be that you're going to go all the way plant-based, but it may be that you really severely start cutting down the amount of meat that you're consuming. And I'm assuming that you're not sick at this point. Focusing on eating more vegetables and whole grains can significantly improve our overall health and well-being, and a well-balanced vegetarian diet cuts the risk also for obesity, coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and certain types of cancer, as we talked about, also colorectal cancer. 
we talked about positive attitude in the last episode and how it can make a difference. And this has been something that has just been so consistent. So looking on the bright side is, is a real thing. Researchers at the Mayo Clinic found that optimistic people live 12 years longer than pessimists. Child, that's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. Pessimists are also prone to viral illnesses such as colds and flu. Mm, maybe even Auntie Rona. Who knows? They're also less likely to take precautionary self-examinations, while positive thinkers are more likely to take and implement health advice. The next thing is to consume antioxidant-rich foods. And this goes in tandem with eating a high plant-based diet, but antioxidants slow the aging process. They fight free radicals. They decrease the chances of contracting cancer. So make sure to include things like berries, all kinds of beans, nuts, seeds, whole grains in your diet to get the antioxidants your body needs. Um, and you can also in- incorporate in there a bunch of superfoods or other things that have a, a ton of antioxidants. I love doing that. Um, for me, my morning matcha has a ton of antioxidants, um, more antioxidants than green tea. So find whatever other superfoods or other things you can incorporate in your daily regimen. Another thing you can do um, not related to diet is write a gratitude list. Every single day, try to focus on what you have now and how it is enriching your life. Counting your blessings will attract more good things to your life and you'll live longer and happier because of it. And last but not least, this is also not really a diet thing, but it does matter, is find your purpose. A lot of people who have lived over 100 years of age have said that there is a reason behind their life. And they, they suggest that their purpose helped them to stay alive to such ages, whether it's providing inspiration, groundbreaking ideas, sharing your talents, or solving a problem that will better the lives of many people. Embrace your purpose. It can be simple or slightly complicated, but to live it to the fullest, it's going to bring you joy and you'll last longer to see it through. It's going to give you that oomph that you need to wake up every single morning and keep going at it. All right, y'all, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to chat with our amazing guest for today. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. And I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, Visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Today's guest is Annette Larkins, who has been called the ageless woman. She grew up in Miami, and at age 16, she married her high school sweetheart, Amos, to whom she's been married to for over 50 years. She gave birth to her sons before she was 19 years old and became a lounge singer in Miami Beach in her late 20s. Not to be tied down to one single calling, she later worked in commercial food production, education, the airline industry, insurance sales, and writing. She has penned two booklets aimed at making her way of life accessible to others. 
She also hosted Health Alternatives with Living Foods, a 12-part series on local public television station where she demonstrated how to prepare tasty, raw vegan meals. Following that show, she created a two-hour DVD, Annette's Raw Kitchen, which is available on her website, along with her booklets, Journey to Health, Part 1 and 2. Annette speaks three languages, has a library of over 5,000 books, and among her favorite hobbies is building personal computers. Larkins decided to become a vegetarian in 1963 during a time that her husband owned and operated a butcher shop. She has been raw vegan for over 30 years. Hi, Annette. How are you? Hi, Asosa. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. How long exactly has it been now that you've been on a raw diet? And is it completely raw or are you still eating sort of a vegan diet mixed with raw? Well, uh, first of all, I've been a vegetarian for uh, 50 years. It'll be 50 years very, very soon. Okay. And um, then later it became raw because there was a progression, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, the raw has been now for almost 30 years. It's going on 30 years for that. Wow. But um, when you ask the question, am I completely raw? You know, it's kind of hard to say completely raw, but I'm as, about as raw as raw can get. Uh, now, <laughs> I do have some things like the wild rice. I will indulge, I will eat some of that at, at occasionally. And that has not, you know, it, it's not, first of all, wild rice is not um, a grain. It's, right. It's a grass. Okay. And that has been, a, the raw, I will soak that for uh, two days, probably, changing the water, you know, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, and sometimes I'll have bulgur that I have not prepared myself. Most of the time I do my own bulgur where I will um, sprout the the wheat berries and uh, then, you know, kind of um, not crush them, but, you know, uh, for the food process to break them up, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's my wheat. But uh, for the most part, uh, yeah, uh, I'm... Raw. I don't. I don't cook anything myself. You know. Right. 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 What kinds of supplements do you use? Well, I'm not into supplements per se. Okay. Um, I do wheatgrass, uh, okay. but I grow my own wheatgrass, and I'll do the wheatgrass juice. You know, on occasions. I don't do that all the time. Uh, that's another thing. People want to know. Well, what do you eat? You know, what's your daily? I eat what I choose to eat, and it's different at different times. Mm-hmm. I'm not a regimented person in that sense, you mm-hmm. know, that uh, I I, don't, I generally don't eat breakfast until, you know, breakfast is breaking the fast, and I don't do that until uh, about 12 o'clock as a rule, but I don't tell people that's what you have to do. I've evolved into this. I'm not hungry prior to then. Right. And so even though people say breakfast is good for you, when is breakfast? Breakfast is breaking your fast. Even if I ate at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, that would be my breakfast. Right. <laughs> so, you know, but as far yeah. as uh, time-wise, I don't eat by the clock. Right. You know, like uh, early in the morning is not for me. I'm not hungry. I feel like I need to do something to earn my breakfast. Do you stop eating at a certain point, too? Like, past a certain time, you won't eat anything? Most of the time, I've tried to adhere to that, and I believe in it uh, truly, but I don't always follow that. Right. If I happen to eat and it's dark, then okay. So I did that today. I don't beat myself up about it, and uh, usually I'm so active anyway, you know, and I think that's one of the problems or one of the reasons why people want to follow that not after dark 
uh, because people have settled down and they're not moving their body parts, and, mm-hmm. you know, that could cause a problem. But for me, I don't see it as a problem. Is exercise a big thing for you? Do you have a certain regimen that you follow? It is indeed a big thing for me. I walk. Uh, I get in the activity. I, I really, I had told some, another interviewer about uh, 15,000 uh, steps a day, but actually I found that it's more than that. It's more like sixteen or 17,000 steps a day. Wow. Uh, I do 100 floors a day. I, I wow. uh, go back and forth on my spiral staircase uh, deliberately until I have accumulated. Now, it may be all at once in the morning or mm-hmm. it may be throughout the day, but I try to get in 100 floors. When I go down my spiral staircase and go up again, that can, that is, is one floor. Wow. So I do this enough times so I have. Now, that those 16 or 17,000 steps that I've included, they're included in those, uh, you know, the floors are included in that. So mm-hmm. And then what I do is on my treadmill in my gym, I have a downstairs gym in my home, mm-hmm. and what I do there probably about five miles and the up. So then going up and down that spiral staircase and the other activity that I assumed throughout the day, that all will is accumulatively, you know, uh, my 16, 17,000 uh, steps a day. Wow, that's great. Do you feel like any spiritual practices have played a role in keeping you youthful and living and living as long as you have? Well, certainly when, you, when we talk about spiritual, I include a, a positive attitude into my spirituality. Yes. Uh, and so that most definitely plays a big part. I'm not religious in the sense that I belong to an organized religion. Right. But spiritually, you know, I always tell people, because when they say to me, oh, you're going to live to be 100 and whatever, whatever, I'm saying that'll be fine if I'm psychologically, physiologically, and spiritually sound. Right. And spirituality plays a big role in my life, you know, because, I mean, I include all of that spiritual... Uh, ness with uh, I equate it with being positive, having a positive attitude, uh, trying to treat others as you would love to be treated. Uh, I want to be like uh, tolerant, and all of these things play a part to me. I think that's all a part of spiritualness. You know, I don't know what anybody else's definition of it is, uh, right. but uh, my own personal definition. So that all of those things I try to do, you know, include in my uh, everyday living. And so that's my spirituality. Wow, yeah, that's great. Do you think that you, I'm sure a lot of people have thought that you have had plastic surgery. You look amazing. Um, really amazing. And I saw you and I was like, oh my God, I need to be like this woman when I grow up. Well, um, uh, you know what I say about that? The, the, uh, the plastic surgery situation, I was on the doctor's show and the doctor there indicated, uh, I don't think they aired that part of it, but the guy before did say that I had not had any Botox or anything. So right. I guess that took care of it because the, the doctor, uh, who is a plastic surgeon, uh, announced to the audience, which he did not show that, but he says, I can tell you she's had no plastic surgery. Right. And my answer to that is not yet. I'm not against plastic surgery if it makes a person happy. Right. And, you know, it does something to uplift them because I think that's what it's about. You know, we are here to be the best we can be, feel as good as we can 
or as well as we can. And uh, I'm not against it, but I'm afraid of the knife. Yeah, I, I would be afraid of it too. I, so, I, I would. So not. I, I hope that I would <laughs> never have that in my head to do. But but never say never. But right. I can tell you that thus thus far it has not occurred. As far as like genetics, do you feel like your genes have played a role? Well, I'm not going to take anything away from genetics, okay? Genes are important, I think, but I don't think they're they're all that we have to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if it, ha- if it had anything to do with my genes, I wouldn't be having this conversation with the SOSA because I would be genetically dead. Right. Let me tell you, wow. uh, my mother died at 47 of breast cancer. Wow. Her mother died at 36 of breast cancer. My grandmother's wow. sisters died early on of breast cancer. Wow. I have reached 70 years and thus far, we don't know positively because I have heard it said that we all live with cancer, you understand. Mm-hmm. But um, thus far, it has not um, reared its ugly head uh, yet to do me any damage that, you know, be detrimental to me that I can be aware of because I'm jumping out of bed every morning, 530 in the morning, ready to go, have more energy than I need. If we could bottle it and sell it, we could have millionaires all around. You know, those pyramid <laughs> things that they used to have. We could have some of that going, you know what I'm I saying? Want so I have more I than I buy need. some. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, I'm feeling great. I'm very active and, you know, I, I don't know anything that, uh, that I'm incapable of doing that I choose to do. So all is well right now. And so, like I said, you know, I heard something said that genetics sort of loads the gun, it's up to the individual whether it, the trigger is pulled or not. So I wow, can't go yeah. along with that. That's profound. That's profound. Mm-hmm. Can you leave us with a couple of your top, what are your top tips for living long and staying youthful? Well, I would say that diet, exercise, and, and when I say exercise, mm-hmm. I mean exercising the body and the mind. If you don't use it, you lose it. So mm-hmm. diet, exercise, and having a positive attitude. I'm going to give you some more. Okay. Uh, sunshine, yes. uh, getting enough rest, yes. and those types of things I think are uh, pertinent. I think that they are factors that deal with uh, having a good, positive life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annette. You gave us so many nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate your time. You are very welcome. It has been my pleasure indeed. All right. Ordinarily, it would be time to take some questions from Instagram and email. Remember, if you'd like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM. Slide up in my DMs. Respond to the call for questions on my profile at The Raw Girl or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today, I'm not going to take questions. Instead, I want to give you guys some big news. Some of you who follow me well before this podcast know that I have an eight-week transformative program called Staying Ageless 30+. Plus. I created this course two years ago out of my own personal passion for longevity and some of the things and tools that I used in my daily life um, to improve my health. And I was seeing in my wellness clinic practice and in my private practice that there were many women out there who really needed help. Staying Ages 30 Plus is an eight-week transformative program designed to activate dynamic women like you to establish lasting rituals that radically transform your overall health, 
beauty, and energy so you can have the bandwidth to live your best life professionally and personally in 60 days or less, honey. This course is for you if you are a woman 30 plus who wants to be flying to your 99 or close to it, who needs to learn how to create life-giving healthy rituals that leave you feeling and looking better than ever, who wants to fast track and hone in on the best diet and exercise to get the results from your body, and who needs to refocus on self-care and prioritize your health. In the course, we combine one-on-one and group coaching to get you results. And this year, I am so excited, y'all, geeking out over here because I'm adding DNA testing so that every single woman is aware also what foods may be best for her genetic makeup. The women who have taken my class have lost 25 to 30 pounds in an eight-week period, reverse hypertension, reverse prediabetes, and establish healthy rituals long-term. Now, I want you to look out on my social media for interviews with past course participants soon, but if this sounds like it might be up your alley, definitely act ASAP because we keep the spots limited and we'll be closing enrollment in the next two weeks. All you have to do if you're interested is go to my website, therawgirl.com, and on the front page, you can apply and sign up for a 20-minute call with me or another nutritionist on my team. All right, it is time to close out the show. Hopefully this show inspired you to make it your mission to live a long and healthy life by doing what is in your control every single day. I do believe that God, not us, has the final say on when we take our last breath. However, while we were living, we have the opportunity to make choices that lead us down the path to disease, medications, invasive procedures, hospital visits, or to vibrant health. You choose. Remember, it's not only about your diet, although we've seen that that can make a big difference. It's also about enjoying the time you have, relishing in the good that is present for you here and now, and loving yourself enough to commit to daily healthy actions. Jim Rohn once said, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Mm-hmm.